This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Tapia goes back, still back, turning, looking, see ya! A two-run home run for Torres, and the Yankees take the lead. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O and Joe G with you on a Tuesday. And another Joe about to join the show. We're in the Roman guest line. Joe Osborne from Odd Shark joining us. Talk some NBA playoffs, some MLB. A lot to jump into here. And uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Let's start with the games tonight. Celtics and sure. the Bucks. And uh, Giannis, look, triple-double, but he was still under. The 50.5 PRA at, at 49. What do we think about Giannis tonight against that great Celtics defense? Uh, big game from him, but it wasn't extremely efficient for Giannis in game one. Are we expecting big things from Giannis, or are you worried about that Celtics defense again? Well, you know, that's when I played in game one. I took him to go under 50 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, kind of using the logic of, hey, he can still have a pretty good game and fill the stat sheet up and go under this number. And thankfully for me, he did end up going under that number. He finished at 49, and maybe we got a little bit lucky because I think he left the court with about maybe a minute and a half left where he could have easily scored another bucket. But, you know, the point total wasn't so high for him in game one. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over this number. Um, I'm probably not going to play it. The Celtics did hold him to an average of 42.9 points plus rebounds and assists during the regular season. But like I said, that point total wasn't very high in game one. So I do expect to see him fill it up a little bit more offensively. So I would be a little bit more scared to take the under in the game tonight. So what's the play tonight in Bucks Celtics? Side, total, player props? What are you eyeing? I like the uh, over of 215. So we saw a total of 218 in game yeah. one here. And uh, both teams came out in game one and shot the ball absolutely horrible. And I think that was uh, a bit of an outlier compared to what we saw from the teams during the regular season. Like, look at the Celtics. They shot 33.3% uh, from the field in that game. And that's after shooting uh, over 50% post-All-Star. So I think we're going to see improvements from both teams offensively, you know, Tatum and Brown combined for just 33 points in that game. I don't know if it was a weird Sunday afternoon thing, but it was an outlier. And you take a look at the uh, totals from uh, the games these teams played against each other during the regular season. They put up some points, 248, a 230, a 220, a 235. So I think we're going to go over 215 and maybe a little bit of an overreaction with that total dropping uh, three points from game one. 
Joe, uh, what'd you make of last night? And, and then no series. Do, do you think that those two series will be shorter ones? You know, we were talking about this morning. It felt like watching those games, especially Miami and, and Philadelphia, we could be in for shorter series, a 14 point number there. And then Suns covered the five and a half one by seven. Do you, hey, let's hit both those series, Philadelphia, Miami, Phoenix and Dallas. Do you think we're getting shorter series in both of those? A best case scenario for the Philadelphia 76ers is they win one game. You know, without, without Joel Embiid, Joel they are absolutely toast. You know, the Miami Heat's a team that's probably people might be overlooking them a little bit, despite the fact that they finished first place in the Eastern Conference. But yeah, you expect James Harden to lead that team? Absolutely not. So uh, I don't like Philly there. I do think uh, the Mavs can make this a bit of a series. We saw them come out and have a pretty decent second half. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that one go six or seven. Ultimately, I would expect Phoenix to win it. They are a, a deeper team. But, yeah, I wouldn't write off Dallas uh, just yet. You know, they might have the best player on the court in that series. Well, if Golden State wins tonight on the road, it's curtains. Like, that series is a wrap going up 2-0 before heading back to Golden State. Saint, the point spread's the same as we had in game number one. It's uh, Golden State minus two. It was interesting that you were talking about the Bucks celtics total going down. The total on this one went way up. It went up four mm-hmm. points compared to what we saw in game number game number one. How do you view uh, Memphis-Golden State? Uh, it's a bit tricky. You know, I, I would expect Memphis to get the split. You know, this is a team that played up to the competition all season long. So I'd have no problem taking Memphis on the, the money line, you know, their execution at the end of the game wasn't so good in that one. You know, they had a chance to uh, to go ahead late and was basically jumper and driving into the paint with four defenders in there. So maybe, you know, you see them drop uh, some better plays here late in the game if it's tight. And as for the total, that's a tough one because Golden State, I think that they can dictate the pace of this game. In game one, they decided to run with Memphis, which isn't always a good strategy. So who knows? They might try to slow it down a little bit. But there's a prop that stands out to me for this game. It's Jaron Jackson Jr. to go over 22.5 points plus rebounds. Now, he saw his minutes limited big time wow. in the uh, the first five games of the series versus the Timberwolves. And as a result, he was off. The, he didn't play very many minutes at all. Now, game six of that series and game one of this one, he's gotten to the 30-minute range, and he's filling it up. Pretty good. He's easily gone over that number. So uh, I think that could be a sneaky little play for this game. Joe, let's jump to some baseball here. And and the question I have for you is how often and how much are you fading the Cincinnati Reds? They are 3-19. and 19. Joe O has been on this for really the beginning of this, this trend here. I, Joe, there's a lot of ways to look at how bad this team is. But here's my favorite one. It's May. And they have three wins. Like, no, nothing else needs to be said. It's May and they have three wins. Are you still fading the Reds here? Uh, they absolutely stink, guys. It's funny, you know, like I was uh, fading them on the run line versus the Dodgers and the Padres and the Cardinals. You were getting those teams at, you know, a pretty good price, close to even money in some cases, even a small underdog. But then, you know, I see them go into Colorado over the weekend. I'm like, do you really want to take the Rockies minus 140 in any situation? So I didn't play it, but the Rockies beat the living crap out of them, right? So we saw that continue. Now they have a tough draw this week going into uh Milwaukee here and they have a minus 65 run differential yesterday when I looked into that that's 24 runs worse than the next closest team who's the the Pittsburgh Pirates so I wouldn't say I feel bad for Reds fans but it's just kind of pathetic how things worked out for them they got a sniff of things the past couple seasons you know they got into the playoffs 
And uh, then they were close last year. You know, they were in the hunt for the, the wild card and they had a bit of a, a fire sale, but it, just an absolute and total disgrace, this team. It's, it's, uh, it's funny. And, and I probably will look to continue to fade them. We'll see how long this goes, but they're going to win some games at some point. You know, they're probably going to win 50 games, but uh, pretty uh, rough start for the Cincinnati Reds for sure. You're a, you're a big baseball better. And mm-hmm. we were just talking off air before we started that uh, just how busy the time it was. We're just coming off the NFL draft. We're, we're into now the second month of the baseball season, second round of the NBA playoffs, and last night the NHL got going. Is there a sport that's kind of fallen by the wayside? I mean, nobody would blame you because, you know, I find it. There's only so many hours in the day to handicap these full slates. I'm just looking at less bet types. What I mean by that is I'm only betting money lines for baseball. So I'm not even looking at totals. I'm not doing the props where you're looking at the pitcher strikeouts and the other team strikeout percentage. It takes up so much time. So I'm just looking at, you know, the matchup. Who's going to win, whether it be full game, first five inning, of course, getting some run lines in there. But, yeah, there's only so many hours in the day. I do this for a living. You guys do this for a living, right? So, and it is a busy time if you're looking at everything. Same with the NHL, just looking at money lines, whereas the NBA, I'll look at everything and try to do a bit of a deep dive in the props and stuff like that. But yeah, the more you spread yourself out, I found in my experience, the less success you're going to have. So I kind of just uh, make things a little bit easier on myself. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So who have you been on? Has has there been a team or two you found some value on? Like last year, early in the season, before everyone realized they were good, the Giants were incredible in terms of value. The Mariners last year were pretty good on value because even to the end, people didn't believe they were actually good. They won about 90 games. Has there been a team or two you've noticed you keep betting on and on the money line and it keeps working out? Yeah, I find we'd be getting decent value on the Padres to open the season. They're not, uh, you know, last year coming in, they were the the sexy team and they were overvalued a lot. And then, of course, we saw them collapse down the stretch and they're not getting as many looks. You know, Tatis isn't there, but they're off to a decent start themselves. But, you know, it's a bit of a square play for sure. But the New York Yankees are off to a great start here, guys. And they're absolutely crushing it in the first five innings at 14, 3 and 7 so far. So uh, that's a spot that I've been looking at. And I've also been getting, well, anyone who's been betting them on the New York Mets, uh, decent value on them. They're solid across the board. Great hitting, great bullpen. The starting pitching has been solid. And you're finding them often as not that big of a favorite and as an underdog in some cases too. Like today, for example, minus 117 versus the Braves, who I think they're better than, and the game is in New York. So you're getting decent value on the Mets as well, and we all know that they're off to a great start. You've been doing this long enough. You understand 
that once there's the adjustment after these extreme trends, you've got to you've got to tread lightly. You want to be a little careful, and we're seeing that in Major League Baseball right now. And all of the unders hit in the month of April, and what yeah. do we see from day day to day? You'll see like I don't know a three going against a four in the total seven. Like, jeez, mm-hmm. are you having a tough time still going to the window and saying, I- I'm betting on the under, these trends have been ridiculous, and this is a poor offense? I try not to look at it from a league-wide perspective. I always just try to still look at, hey, the matchup versus the matchup. But you do have to consider, you know, the ball's not going out of the air like it was, and it's just ridiculous how they're swapping these baseballs in and outs and they have these humidors and, you know, different things you have to handicap. And there's a lot of guesswork in that as well, right? But I'm never the type of guy where I would say, oh, the underdogs are all covering in this sport, so that means I'm going to bet all the underdogs tonight. It's still very much a, a matchup uh, situation, how the teams play against each other, strengths versus weaknesses and whatnot. Joe Osborne joining us here, Odd Shark, talking some NBA, some baseball, we'll get to some hockey before we're done. Joe, uh, give me the temperature on, on the Blue Jays. We talk a lot about them when, when you come on the show. 15-9 and nine to start the season. They're behind the Yankees now after the loss last night. The Yankees have overtaken them in the East. I still like what I've seen. I mean, their offense is still scoring. Kevin Gosman has been unbelievable so yes. far. I mean, he hasn't allowed a walk or a home run yet this season, which is just insane. It's Again, it's May, and he has a lot of walk or a home run. 15-9, uh, and nine, are they on the track you thought they'd be? Yeah, they're on a good track. It looks like, a, you know, they're going to have the Yankees to contend with in the East, maybe not the, the Red Sox so much. But, uh, yeah, they're off to a pretty good start, you know, and that's what you want with Kevin Gosman when you spend that big money on a, a big free agent. You know, they didn't quite get that return with uh, Hinjin Ryu, but Gosman's just been lights out, you know, an early Cy Young candidate. We're only early into the season, but the bullpen's been good too. Romano has just been locking them down. You know, he's been as solid as it gets for a closer, which is one thing that's uh, been a bit of a red flag for the Blue Jays the past couple of years. And here's the thing. I think the hidden can get a little bit better. You take a look at the past couple of weeks. They're hovering around the middle of the league in WRC+. Plus. Uh, Bo Bichette hasn't exactly come out of the gates flying, so I think that he will get better. But yeah, it's only up from here. I think that the Blue Jays will continue at this pace and get into the playoffs. Hopefully win that division, you know, big game today versus the Yankees, of course. But, yeah, I'm very satisfied with what we've seen from Toronto so far. Joe, let's hit the ice. Four more series begin tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, do you like anything? Yeah, I got to go against my Penguins, actually. I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but uh, – Big disadvantage here going against the Rangers in net. Uh, Sash Turkin, probably the best goalie in the NHL. And he is at his best on uh, his home ice at Madison Square Garden. So he had a 1.85 goals against average at home. And he absolutely owned the Penguins this season, guys. Uh, four games against them. He had four total goals in those four games. And, of course, the Penguins have uh, DeSmith going for them. And not tonight. He's the backup. And the Penguins down the stretch of the regular season, they allowed the most shots on net. So maybe a bit of a red flag for them. The most shots on net over the last 10 games. So, you know, they haven't really been doing the Smith any favors. The Rangers also playing much more disciplined hockey. So a fair number on the Rangers there at minus 126. With the other ones, uh, pretty big favorites in the three other games tonight. So I'm just going to see how those ones play out. Did you have a uh, a big picture Stanley Cup uh, future out there? Or you have a team you like? I mean, Colorado's the favorite, and they've been that way yeah. the whole year. Is it when you look at this bracket? Is it theirs, or do you see a team or two you like? You know what? Like maybe they may, might make a run here. 
Yeah, I think the Boston Bruins, I like them going in. Of course, they lost yesterday, but I think they're up to 22-1 to 1 now. Uh, you always see that. There's always uh, the adjustment after the loss in the playoffs, of course, on the features board. And just because they lost one game, you know, the first game on the other team's home ice, I don't think that you have to discount them that much because of that. So, yeah, Boston is a team that's rock solid. Uh and the team that I picked to win the whole thing, though, is the Calgary Flames. You know, we've seen them play good against the other great teams in the league. I don't think that there's a whole lot separating them from the Colorado Avalanche. And there's better not Like, you take a look at the favorite to win the Cup. I think it's a, the Florida Panthers at around plus 350. Do you want to take a team that's plus 350 to win the Stanley Cup Finals? It's not often the best team on paper that wins the whole thing, right? But uh, take a look at series prices really quickly here, guys. The Kings... Off to a 1-0 start in that series. They're still the underdog in that series. Minus 105. Oh. I think that's a good spot. And, of course, the Boston Bruins. You can get them to win that series now. Plus 165. So, pretty good spot straight there. Joe, we always appreciate hopping on. Before we let you go, though, we need to ask you quickly. About a, a 30 seconds. Feeling on the Dolphins, right? The offseason is pretty complete here. We know the Tyree Kill deal. They didn't have many draft picks to work with, but what do you think overall? You feeling good about your Dolphins as we head towards the kind of quiet part of the offseason? I feel good. You guys know the Tua thing. I'm a big Tua defender. I think like people talk about this guy like he's the biggest bust to ever enter the league, and I think it's such a short-sighted opinion. You know, the guys had uh, just horrible support and a lot of things. You know, he hasn't been set up to win. No running game. Hasn't had much receivers to that can create separation until Waddle arrived. A revolving door of offensive head coaches. It turns out a head coach that hated him. Now he has a bit of an offensive line, one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I think that they can build things around Tua here. And he can uh, make a bit of an ascension to maybe, you know, be a top 12 quarterback in the league to be realistic. But, you know... People got it in their mind that as soon as a quarterback enters the league, he has to be lights out. Not everyone is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. So give two a little bit of time. Yeah, this is the season. No more excuses. So I think he can prove it this year. Yeah, we'll hit MLB Futures next. Thank you to Joe Osborne right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.